Hello and welcome to Knights of the Roll Table, Fur and Feathers, a Humblewood one-shot. My name is Chris Daly, I am the Dungeon Master for this one-shot special episode, part two of this, to be specific. Um, Humblewood is a 5th edition compatible campaign setting where uh, you have lots of new races and classes and you basically are playing as bird folk or forest creatures um, walking around and interacting with each other and it's a lot of fun and we thought it was very charming and the art is amazing so I definitely recommend you check it out. Check out thedeckofmany.com for information on how to get the Humblewood campaign and they have a lot of really cool accessories to go with it as well. Please listen to part one of this otherwise uh, this part two is going to be a little bit different. We also want to thank David Armstrong for playing with us. He's one of our good friends uh, that jumped in during this. He's in New York and we are in San Diego. So it was really cool to have him play with us as well. Just a warning for this episode, a little ways in, I'm not going to say exactly where, we lost a section of the audio. So be prepared that there will be a little section that is just not there and I will come in and explain what we missed during that time and then we'll pick it up right where we left off. So, hey, we're just learning. We're learning uh, about uh, recording in um, being separated from each other. And uh, we thank you guys again for listening and supporting the podcast. And without further ado, Fur and Feathers, a Humblewood One-Shot, Part 2. So you guys are outside of the bandit stronghold in the Crest Mountains. Uh, through the mist, you see these stone towers. You know that getting in here will be uh, a challenge. Just for the sake of time, you do a little bit of uh, staking out the place. After about an hour, um, there's a cart, a wagon cart that goes by, and and it go and this big drawbridge comes down. And then it goes through the drawbridge and then it comes back up. And you sense that there's probably some sort of regular deliveries that are coming from uh, up from the road on the other side of the mountain that you did not traverse. Next to the drawbridge, there is a small door, um, which people can go through, not um, not not wagons. Oh, there's yeah. a map. Okay, there's so take a look map. at the map. This is the outer stronghold. So you guys can see that. Basically, all you're going to really see is walls. You can't see anything on the inside, but just you know, pretend. And um, you can see that there's a gate. And then next to the gate, to the right, um, there is a little door, which uh, people are you know, able to go through. There's no one currently outside, but you can see through the parapets on the upper walls. Um, there's a couple of people that you can see kind of shadows uh, walking back and forth, kind of keeping guard. Every once in a while, you see a little face poke out but you guys are too obscured by the by the crags for anybody to see you what would you guys like to do how would you like to try to enter the what bandit? does it look like the what does it look like the people that are looking out of the parapets are looking at are they checking the walls are they checking the ground they're not really checking too hard for anything they're just kind of doing their job they're making their rounds. you know they're um there's a couple on each side and and from what you can see, because they're a little bit obscured from your angle, um, they're just kind of looking out, making you know, seeing if anybody's coming up the road, looking for deliveries. 
Clearly, I will be playing the role of the bandit captain. I'll take the short sword. Yeah, I say we all go in as bandits. We we hijack one of those carts and make. Okay, I will be a bandit. Uh, I want to take a look at the brooch and the uh, bronze ring that I had gotten earlier. Are they? Do they have any roses on them? Do they look like they maybe um, bandit um, bandit yeah. looking at all? Uh, okay, so um, yeah, we'll say that like during your rest time, either back in Alderheart or now, or like when you guys took a little rest earlier, uh, the ring is just a ring. It's it's but it's a very fine ring. Uh, it, it's studied with rubies, and it's worth you know if you sold it, you could probably get about four hundred gold for it. Wow, um, mine guys. Let's uh, go. Why are home. we even doing this? Let's go do that. <laughs> I tried, but to say it's that also earlier. it's also stolen and um but like how stolen um and like third aren't you a a paladin (laughs) well like i'm not like ethel is but i'm not like is there like a if lost return to blank engraving on it or is not just like uh the brooch um if somebody asks for it we can return it the the brooch uh from what you can tell um does can it, go ahead and make a Arcana check. Uh-oh. If you want, uh, Korax has the ability, he has an appraising eye ability. can uh, appraise objects uh, and determine any magical properties the item has, how they could be used or activated, as well as the fair estimation of market price. Uh, you I'll... probably know that about Korax. Okay, uh, I only ruled a three on Arcana, so um, I'll go ahead and show Korvac. And say, what do you think of this? Korax, I'm sorry. So right. Korax takes a look at it and discovers that it is a brooch of shielding. Ooh. It's a brooch of shielding. You should be able to look that up in your item inventory. I mean, I'll or you, you can sell it as well. It's, I mean, it probably has a lot of money, too. Or brooch, apparently. I don't know how to spell. Brooch, that's correct. Yeah, brooch. Brooch, got it. <laughs> 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 you have resistance to force damage and you have immunity to damage magic missile spell. Sorry, Aerith, make a um just make a straight intelligence check. Oh good. Okay. Uh six. It, it might be hard to put together what the operations of this camp are, but in your bandit camp, when you were part of this. Mm-hmm. When you were part of the bandits, uh, you definitely got deliveries, and they got one in the middle of the day, and they got one at night. So you don't know if this is the same kind of delivery schedule. With some talk with uh, Korax, who said he was actually a member of the bandits a while ago as well, you guys determined that there's probably at least one more delivery. You do see the wagon leave empty and kind of head back down the hill. So you assume that maybe another delivery, you know, if another delivery shows up, it might not be till later at night. Well, we could we could wait for the next one. It's probably not going to be here until nightfall, but I mean, unless unless any of you have a better idea of how to get in there. Let's get him. I'd be fine with that. I am ready. The delivery is not in view of the fortress yet. Well, I mean, right now you're in a place where you can see the fortress and you can also see the delivery. In order to get to a place where you can see the wagon and the fortress would be out of view, 
Uh, you'd have yeah. to double back on the road a little bit. Not the path you came up, but the actual road that is kind of coming up the other side of the mountain. Um, so you could probably sneak to the road and go back and not be seen by the parapets. The so guards on the I parapets. Would, I would propose we want to sneak down and do that and try to try out our bandit captain by going and meeting them and say, like, my captain will take it from here. There. All right. My instinct would was to say that, like, oh, there's a sickness at the uh, fortress, but that seems in pork taste. Uh, <laughs> we're just okay. gonna go down and halt them as a bandit captain and crew. You're gonna, so we're you're gonna sneak down there, out of view of the fortress, and ask the wagon to stop because we're seeing, we're partially using this to see if the fortress is likely to buy our like disguises as a bandit captain and bandit. But we're also going to try to use that ruse to tell the crew of the delivery, like, we'll take it from here. We're going to unload. And whenever that inevitably goes bad, we'll attack them. All right. Okay. So I everybody, agree with, I agree with this plan. So, and, and so we're putting on the bandit clothes. So you put on the bandit uniforms that you have been given and everybody sneaks over to the side of the road and you make your way back um you're far enough away where i'm not going to make you do stealth checks um and you wait until nightfall um and uh sure enough about uh, right around dusk you see and you kind of hear the wagon wheels of another cart coming up um drawn by some horses and they uh are getting close to you and you guys are in the road here, Warbles, take the brooch. So I would say maybe me and one other person will go out in the middle of the road and everybody else will be hidden in ambush. Uh, I'm just going to say that I am not very comfortable with lying. As a former bandit myself, I would be happy to help. I'll stay with you, Ethel. That sounds nice. Alright, so Ethel okay. and... Uh, Desdemona are going to be off to the side. Mm -hmm. We're just going to stand there looking intimidating. Well, so I'm saying every, all but two of us should just like hide and be ready to ambush. Oh, I'll, I'll put my head in the sand. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll never find you. <laughs> Alright, I'll say it. <laughs> the terrain being rocky, you knock yourself out and wake up the next Hey, at least I get a short oh, rest. In the middle and halt. Hold it right there. Let's have a look at your goods. I uh um we have a delivery for the uh for the stronghold. Um are, are you guys what are, are, I mean, are you guys uh stopping to check? I mean, they usually do that inside. Yeah, we need to take it. The general is in a mood. If you know what I mean, oh, you right. don't want to go in there. We'll look at it here, make sure everything checks. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I understand. I mean, uh, I've seen her in a mood before. Um, warbles make a persuasion check. I mean, I, I don't know. I, what? It's kind of. What's your What's your name? Warbles. Captain <laughs> of the Northeast crew. I heard of warbles. No, uh, the I've never. Squad. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any. Are you, are you a bird folk? Duh. 
I haven't seen yeah. any bird folk in this uh in this this uh camp before. Who's that with you? We're an elite spy crew. You can't fight against the bird people without any bird people on your side. <coughs> My so name's as Korak. Talk- I was yeah, that's uh, back. Oh, it's a look. I'm a lookout. Okay, why, why aren't you looking out up on the, the tower then? Looking the out for other you. other lookouts are looking out at the tower. What do we see in terms of, like, how many people are there? Is it just him? Is he armed? So he's sitting on a wagon, and then on the back of the wagon, you see there's two other figures that kind of have their... They're sort of sitting on the back, um, but you can't really see them because there's a covered, sort of covered tarp um, that's covering some stuff. Look... Earlier, like, hey boys, go and check them out. Look, earlier a wagon arrived and it was clearly full of people who were not supposed to be. We have been sent down to ensure that the right crew gets inside. You guys yeah. just turn around, head back in. We'll take the wagon. The rest of the wagon. you know that's that's interesting because that's exactly what somebody that is not part of this crew would say. And you see these two wolves, wolf-looking guys. Uh, Vulpins that are dark gray with some white tuft ears. They're wearing black and gray and sort of purples, and they're coming towards you. And they have their hands on their scabbards, and they're coming towards you guys. Let's yeah, see all, right, all right, all right. Looks Let's... like we've got uh, uh, some troublemakers, Captain. Yeah, you know what? That it's this. It's gonna have to go this way if you don't believe us. And I say, ah. And then I stab somebody. <laughs> so you attack and you stab somebody. Um, all right. Um, both of you get a surprise round. We or can't jump out of the bushes and surprise them as yeah, well? I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to say everybody gets a surprise attack um, action. Dope. One action. Um, 13 will hit. Go ahead and give me some damage. 10. All right. He is knocked unconscious. Korax, right. what are you doing? All right, I'm going to attack the other one. 17 to... Hits. Five, and then... Oh, and then this. Seven damage. Um, what are the rest of you doing? I'm going to lunge forward with my ostrich speed and go with my feet just like... And then swing my great sword at... The closest one to me. Okay. Go ahead and make an attack. That's 23 to hit. Okay. Hold on a sec with your damage. Uh, Aerith and Desdemona, what are you doing? Uh, I'll jump out too and get someone. <laughs> okay. Whoever... Do you want to do you want to go after the, the driver who has yes. not been? Yes. Okay. Go after the driver. Roll an attack. Uh, 14. 14 hits. Okay, uh, and then Desdemona, what? Um, hold off on the damage for a second. What do you want to do? Okay. Desdemona's going to fire her uh, crossbow, but uh, it goes wide and she misses. Okay. Seven to hit. Yeah. All right. I will say between the five of you, and there's only three of them, and just to save a little time, uh, you're with you with the sneak, uh, sneaky action round. Um, you knocked one of them unconscious, and you're able to knock the other one out pretty quickly. The other one tries to surrender, and a even though the crossbow bolt goes wide, he's like, oh, I don't want to fight, I don't want to fight. 
It's fine, it's fine. I give up. I take the wagon. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just a delivery guy. It, like sticks in the wood next to him, twang. And he he. he all right, all right, up. cool. I like your style. Thank you. Uh, so uh, 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 we're gonna take it's your just, stuff now. It's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of root vegetables. It's like carrots and potatoes. I, it's not worth Great. me dying mm -hmm. over here. You want one? You can have a little of this if you want. I mean, I like I really like um. Uh, zucchini. Yeah, there's some uh, zucchini in the back. Zucchini. Vegetables yeah. are very important. I mean, uh, oh, there's also some summer squash. Do you guys like summer squash? Ooh, what a I like summer squash. You want a couple of these? I mean, I, these. I, I can't really carry that. If I'm going to head back down the mountain on foot, you know, for I don't all the get... bad things that we'll there are uh, for Frey, uh, at least uh, she is keeping her, uh, her bandits uh, well cared for with these nice real vegetables. Yeah, it's well balanced. So listen, is there any uh, code words or anything we need for this? Oh yeah, um, I mean the code word changes every night, so um, or every day. So the code word for today was um, barometer. Do I believe him? <laughs> inside check. Roll an inside check. Five. Eighteen. Ooh. Uh, Korax, you you believe he's a little scared, and uh, there's no re much reason for him to lie, so. He seems we pretty. Gave him summer squash. Why would he? He did give him summer squash. So I mean, he he seems like he's telling the truth because he doesn't want to die over vegetables. All right, let's knock him out, tie him up, and let's go. You tie him up. Let's knock him out, tie him up, and let's go. No, no, no I don't, don't, don't tie me up. I, I just want to walk down the mountain. Fine. No, I stop him. <laughs> don't, all right. He's go. He's our bud. All right, you head off. Just walk in the other direction. Thank you. I'm going to take my summer squash and I'm going to leave. So, walk slow. Okay, I'll walk real slow. I'm just going to take this. Thank you so much. Um, have a good night. And uh, he just walks up. You too. Take care. He walks Make down. Make better decisions in your life. Bye. Okay, I will. <laughs> the other two are Ooh. unconscious. Um, but you bind them up and um, get them off you, the road so they're not you, visible. Yeah make you jump on the wagon um do all of you want to be sitting on the wagon or do some of you want to hide or take the wagon in who's going to be driving it doesn't matter we'll hide in the back i, I can drive it. the wagon i'll sit uh, next to the driver because i'm a bandit captain and we can have two guards on the back like they have i'll drive so i will say korax and uh Aerith, you know as former bandits Aerith, especially as a humble folk you know that these guys don't take really well to um, to bird folk. Um, right. There are very few spies in, in the bandit coalition. And those that are there are mostly like they have to be really vetted in. So um, it's a risk to be seen as a bird folk um, going in, going in here. All right. I want to, I want to disguise myself as a humble folk. <laughs> Okay. And, then I, and then I think Aerith and I should ride up front and everyone else should hide. I, too, have a disguise kit. Oh, oh. there we go. We got oh. multiple I like disguises. It. All right, I like then, it. in that case, we should disguise We should disguise warbles, and then I will be the guard in the back, and the other two should hide. Yes. Aerith, do you want to be the bandit captain? I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got a disguise kit. I, I mean, I'll, I'll do it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, disguising myself as not a bird is going to be, you know, 
thin at best. So, well, here's here. Let me know. You. Here's what we're gonna do. So, let me know what. Uh, keeping in mind what kind of bird folk you are, let me know what kind of humble folk you would like to try to convince. What what kind of humble folk you would like to try to disguise yourself as, and then we're gonna roll to see how well you do it. All right. Well, so I don't have like a giant beak or anything. So I if do. I put on like a hood, I could probably pass. You you have hoods. Um, there's vulpins, which are kind of like foxes. There's mopox, which are like raccoons. Uh, right. Gerbines, on... which are short mouse folk. There's hedges, and there's servants, which are uh, sort of like deer hooved creatures. Based on my height and my beak, I think a servant would be the thing that I would most likely be able to actually appear as. Put a little deer muzzle over it. Hood. <laughs> okay. Which which will say that, you know, being a disguise kit master, you probably have a little, like, fake. This is essentially the reverse of Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood, like the fox exactly. turning into a bird. Instead of a bird turning into a fox. <laughs> a little deer. Yeah, I mean, I'll depend mostly on the hood, but do some uh, do some disguise work to just be whatever's closest in size to me, maybe. Okay. Maybe the mouse folk. Um, you're probably bigger than them, but um, you could probably dress sure. up as a, as a mophawk. I'm a Loomis. I'm he's Loomis. a he's a uh, So I could be he's... one of the raccoon mophawk. Mophawk, your pock, anybody's pock. I've been mophawk. <laughs> All right, so he's dressing up like a raccoon. Stripes. Stripes everywhere. The rest of you are hiding in the back, and you make your way in this cart uh, up to the drawbridge, and you hear a voice from the top yell, Who goes there? Oh, it's the evening delivery. All right, what's the password? Barometer. Barometer. Uh, right, okay. Let him in, boys. And you hear and you see the the parapet or the um, uh, drawbridge come down. It's a iron portcullis raises up, and then your door is open. So you make your way in, kind of roll over the drawbridge, and then you come into the inside of the stronghold on the outer, um, kind of the outer gates. Um, so you see a couple things. To your right, you see a, a building off to the side. Um, which is probably some barracks. Um, you see a couple of barrels and some stairs that go up to the um, the lookout towers. Um, to your left, you see a couple more barrels and crates. Uh, you see a couple of practice dummies, and there's a captain that's running some recruits uh, over like target practice, shooting some arrows and javelins. There's another building off to the left in the kind of far left corner. And then the the path of the wagons goes straight up to the right in the far wall uh, where there's two big doors that are um, guarding something that go into the very mountain itself. It's some sort of inner inner stronghold um, that you see here. You can see the wagon tracks kind of go forward and there's a lot of like turning around. They, they tend to probably drop off their delivery and then go right out after that. So you guys uh, go up to where it looks like other goods have been delivered earlier in the day and what would you like to do everybody kind of notices you but they don't really they don't really make a big deal out of it they're like yeah it's a, another delivery no one seems to be suspicious as of yet captain so uh, i would be whisper to air if like where would the general be i'd be pretty i'd be pretty far inside i think 
Maybe maybe figure it out as the captain. I'll I'll start unloading stuff from the car. Okay. I thought right. you're the captain. Oh, did please <laughs> don't unload. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, all right. You go on. Say, say you have a message for the general. <laughs> yes. Uh, I look for the person who's like who looks like they're in charge of this uh, docking station all right. area. Uh, you see off to the side, um, one of the uh, one of the another another hedge actually um, uh, comes over to you and says. Oh, what you got today? Uh, more, more, uh, more powders and uh, mixes and spices and stuff. Oh, yeah, a lot of usual stuff. Um, some vegetables, some fresh vegetables, very, Ooh, very tasty. What kind? Oh, uh, well, I mean, we got some uh, zucchini, carrots. Um, there's a bunch of uh, a lot of peas. Always some, a lot of peas. Peas. All right. Oh, well, um, summer squash. Fresh summer me... squash. Oh, okay. Well, let me let the um, let me let the captain know, uh, Captain. And then you see from the left barracks, um, a vulpin uh -oh. female fox uh -oh. walks out, and it is Frey Meridian, and she walks uh -oh. out, kind of picking at her teeth a little bit. And I, she said, I like pull up, says, I pull up a piece of cloth here and pull the pull the hat down, the Captain's hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She oh, says, hello, Captain. Hello. Yes. Is it the delivery? It is. Um, we also have a message for the general, though. She comes over to you about 10 mm. feet away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's the message? I can tell her. No, no. Can't. Can't. Uh, it was told to me to be delivered personally. I can't. I can't deliver it to uh, another person. What's wrong with your face? Oh, it's, it's just I'm a little, uh, little under the weather. Oh well. Don't want to get you. Don't want to get you sick. Uh, make a deception check. Uh -oh. With with disadvantage. Yeah, I saw disadvantage. Uh oh. No, I saw disadvantage from the point of exhaustion. But oh, is he is he within arm's reach of the wagon <laughs> of the cart? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, he's right next to the cart. Uh, I'm gonna stick my hand out and cast guidance. Okay. <laughs> back real quick. All right. Make make a make a sleight of hand check to to make sure. Oh no! Oh, but I, oh no! But make I a sleight of hand check, and you have disadvantage at that. Oh. First cut guidance on you, then sleight of hand check. Yeah, I guidance on you. This is a pyramid I just did a guidance, guidance everybody. <laughs> guidance, guidance, guidance. Oh, boy. Oh, six on my sleight of hand. Oh, no. All right, hold on. I feel like I would have been okay because I have proficiency for deception. <laughs> so I could have rolled. I, even mind, uh, stretch, stretch and all. So <laughs> on her perception check, Frey rolled a natural one. Woo! Oh! So she does not see you, uh, the little bird uh, hand, reach out from under the vegetable tarp and tap on the back. Um, you kind of are in a blind uh, blind spot, and so you you get guidance. So now roll your deception check, and you can that's a, a D four. That's a D four. Okay. Um, 
six. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so twelve. So oh, but it's disadvantage. Six. <laughs> uh, okay. Plus plus my description is nine. Plus Ooh. the guidance uh, is eleven. <laughs> so okay. plus two. That's average. That's not too bad. <laughs> oh. So <clears throat> Frey looks at you and says. <clears throat> All right, we'll take care of yourself. And then she turns around. Thank you, Captain. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. <laughs> she she rolled a six on her oh. uh, <laughs> insight check. Oh, oh Captain. Korax hops down to help uh, start unloading, so, and he whispers over to uh, Aerith, You're a captain, too. <laughs> Oh, yes. Thank you, fellow captain. <clears throat> Colleague. All right. So uh, <laughs> the cart will not go inside of the inner stronghold, but you can get it kind of close. Um, everyone's kind of the other people in the um, in the in the courtyard are, you know, doing some target practice. There's about like. 14 or 15 other people there's about seven people doing target practice with a captain there's some people do you know there's the people that are walking back and forth doing things looking out so what do you guys want to do so i can cast invisibility on one person okay. do it on the bigger one that still is one person who is in no way disguised who needs That's to fine. get in too we'll carry the other one in at a time as if it is a delivery <laughs> Which I believe would be Jet. Which I think would be Desdemona. I think you're the smaller of the two. She can fold. Although Secretary Birds are still very tall. Secretary Birds and Ostriches are both huge. That's very true. I'll cast Invisibility on Desdemona. Okay, so Desdemona is invisible. I guess I could actually cast it twice. Let's do that. All right, I will also (laughs) cast Invisibility. On Ethel. <laughs> okay. Because of these two Probably invisible giant birds following yeah, us. <laughs> I can't, uh, can't see my fingers. Actually, oh, I don't know God. if I can do that because it's a concentration spell. Do you think I could concentrate concentrate on two invisibilities at the same time? Does it say <laughs> at a higher level you can do it yeah, on more well, than one person? At a higher level, I could do it twice for sure, but I don't have higher level spell slot. Uh, then no. All right, never mind about on that. One person. One Back person. To plan A, so casting invisibility on Desmer, and we're going to carry Ethelid <laughs> in a basket of fruit. Right, you and I are going to have to do are that there, one together. Are there, any, are there any like containers in the wagon that are big enough to fit her in? There are sacks of vegetables. All right, and we they, seem, they seem to be. Um, pretty big uh, if a person hunkered down they might be able to fit inside of the sack she's mostly legs and neck she's, she could <laughs> fit in there all right we reallocate the vegetables out of one of the larger sacks into other sacks and crates and then gently put ethel into that sack wait i don't understand because i'm bigger than desdemona like why mm. wouldn't you invisible i would say have crossbow ready to just like just have it be ready right? anytime. Okay, crossbow's big ready. Is a secretary <laughs> bird. <laughs> I'm an ostrich. 
Yeah, secretary so birds are the largest are... bird. Fine, revamp. No, ostriches are bigger, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Secretary birds are really big, though. All right, They're you're an invisible author, ostrich. Desdemona, get in the basket. Bag. Okay. Whatever. Right. All right. Desdemona <laughs> gets in the basket. Uh, <laughs> Ethel is invisible. <laughs> the three of the rest of you are dressed in your bandit outfits. Um, I need. Uh, let's see. Aerith, Korax, and Warbles to make stealth checks. Oh, good. Something I oh, can actually no. do. Or actually, let's, I'm going to let you choose. I'm going to say you can make a stealth check to do what you're doing very stealthily, or you can make a performance check to make it very convincing. <laughs> stealth for me. Like, I'm taking out a sack so well. <laughs> That's what I get. Uh, it doesn't matter to me, so I'll I'll do I'll do stealth since Corax doing stealth. Fourteen stealth for me. Okay. Seventeen stealth. Great. Uh, thirteen stealth. Thirteen. All right. Don't mind us. Just this kind of, uh, bag you guys of. Kind of go to that. Um, there's this. There's this one. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> this one servant that comes up. Um, kind of a deer looking. Uh, with with some antlers. And he's like, what you got in that bag? Surprise for the general. <laughs> mm, great. All right. And he kind of walks away. <laughs> All right. So you guys uh, head in towards one. the inner stronghold. And I'm going to send you a map of what you see. Oh, there's a skateboard on the ceiling. <laughs> I can't actually see um, it. So, uh, what you see as you go in on the bottom of the of the image there, there's these two big double doors. You go inside there, and the and let's say every, I'll say everybody makes it in, and uh, you see to your left there is a door, and then to your right there is a door that is slightly open, um, kind of up and to the right, and in front of you is a sign um, that just has some um, bird folk or humble folk kind of scratch on it. Uh, and it says, you know, meeting room, events planned, uh, talk about uh, infiltration of uh, avium and uh, other things. Do crimes. <laughs> do bad, do bad do stuff. things. <laughs> do bad, bad so you thing. can go left or right. Arif? Yeah, um, you would have been here the most recently, so. Uh... I, um, Aerith has never been here. Yeah, I've never been here. Oh, only heard about it. Think like right. Captain. Sure. Um, well, I, <laughs> I would put the important rooms on the left. Is there anybody here to ask? There's no one in the immediate, um, foyer <laughs> as, as <laughs> kind of what you're in. Is there, is there some sort of sign on each of the doors? There's just a sign in front, the thing that kind of looks like um, a board with two posts behind it, um, uh -huh. that just says like the the daily itinerary. Hmm. The doors are closed, would... or was one open? One of them to the right is open. Oh, I'll sneak over there and peek in. Okay. Um, Who's make carrying a... me? Well, you can still be carried if you want, or you can get out of the bag. I'm just asking. Who's at the me? at the moment we have placed you on the ground. Okay. <laughs> but 
I believe that uh, that Warbles and I, and I are carrying yeah. it. So they put well, you down, and and you're free to get out if you want. But yeah, I guess I'll get out. Ethel is still invisible. How long does invisibility? Uh, I think it's an hour with concentration. Okay. Yes. Or until she makes an action, right? Yeah. Or until she like strikes somebody or so, does something yeah. to reveal it. Okay. So Ethel, you're still invisible right now. Uh, you made a stealth check. So boom, fifteen. <laughs> All right. Um, you peek your head kind of in the door as much as you can see. Um, this seems to be a um an infirmary of some kind you see a, a couple of beds and there are two mapak uh and one jerbeen that are lying down on the beds um they seem to be asleep we stab them no never mind we just sleep I'll back out and like quietly pull the door closed, not all the way so it would clat so it would like make any noise, but just pull it closed a little bit if they're all asleep and then point to the other door. Okay. So you guys go over to the other door? Uh I'll I'll open it. All right. Uh you check it, it is locked. Oh. On it. Uh I'll I'll attempt to unlock the Be All right. Guest. Okay, give me a uh Give me a sleight of hand check. Um, you got it. Uh, I can't read that. 17. 17. That is enough to unlock the door. Just use this handy key that I have here. All right. So you're able to get in there. Um, what you see inside, and there's nobody in Uh, But this is an armory, and it actually has a few different um, weapons and some shields and... Uh, some different, um, yeah, small rack of weapons, uh, an armor rack, and there's some bags of assorted treasure, just a couple of like silver and pieces of gold, nothing too much. Um, uh, in this, um, let's see, there's a small box filled with assorted precious jewelry. Among them is a necklace of polished Yoink. shells and pearls. Uh, which looks like it would be worth quite a bunch. And there's also a um, a gold ring with inlaid pearl. Um, and there's some various baubles um, and things like that. And you have a feeling that this is a, a good amount of treasure that's been stolen. Um, there's also a couple of paintings. One of them is of the mock fields, and the other one is a sunrise behind the Alderheart tree. And these also paintings would probably you know, have been stolen from uh, higher ups, um, there's a couple of crossbows uh, sitting next to a quiver of bolts, um, a longsword, and a, a halberd um, that's used by the perch guard. And so there's a I... full full suit of scale mail on the armor rack. We should see if we can get these back to their original owners. No, no, no. Yeah. We should take what we need and keep going. Everybody come inside. So I want to see if we can get everybody inside and close the door so that I could ritual cast detect magic and see if there's any magic items. So everybody comes inside. You cast detect magic. Um, There is no magic coming from any of the weapons or treasure. Well, I relay that. It's a 30 foot 
30 foot radius. I think it stays if you sense magic. I'm going to. Oh, uh... actually, so that'll continue for 10 minutes, like around me, if we cross okay. anything else magical. Sure. All right. So we take the expensive looking stuff. No, there's no mm -hmm. magic items. If anybody and needs pocket, a weapon. Pocket, pocket, pocket. So uh, right above where the armory was, there's a kind of a small um, hallway, and you see another door that is shut um, that's outside of the armory, but it's um, right kind of above. You can see on the map, um, it's right above there. There's a little hallway, and there's another door that's shut. Can we lock the door behind us? Sure. The door we opened? Uh, well, yeah, you can. I'll say that you you, you definitely can. Uh, with then... Korvac, uh, Kor Korvac, Korax. Korax. Is a... Sorry, I want to say Korvax so bad. <laughs> That's what everyone else is saying. Korax um, is the uh, family name for a uh, raven. Okay, Korvac. 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 Okay. Uh, so we check the next door. I have these right. tools, too. We're going to have a look-see <clears throat> for traps. For species name. Okay, look for traps. Um, let's have a perception check. Twelve. Ooh, twelve. That's a fun roll. Um, you don't mm -hmm. think there's any traps? <laughs> I don't like it when the DM says things like that. Yeah. That's fun. Ooh, that's fun. So, um, the as you check, traps. as you check, uh, the door kind of goes, and it goes open. Uh, so you enter into the biggest of the rooms that you've seen so far, which is uh, some sort of a meeting room. Um, there are some pretty long tables going down the center, one on uh, the left and the right side. Lots of storage crates on the um, the back walls. And there's a, um, a little bit of a shorter but still long um, table in the back with a kind of a big throne chair. Um, there's various plates and platters that are left there with uh, utensils. A couple of like little napkin towels and things like that that are on there. And then you see in the back corner, uh, there are two bandits that are guarding another door and they look at you. Oh, hello. Um, hey. Have you, uh, have you all, uh, have you all seen the general? General's in a room. She's sleeping. Oh, well, I have a very... I hate to wake her up. I know that she gets into one of her moods, but we have a very important message, and I must deliver it to the to the general uh, personally. What's the password? Oh, uh, the password? Barometer. I, I mean, it must be, right? Uh, barometer? Well, that's the outer password, dummy. What's the oh, inner password? Right, right. Hey, hey, take it easy. I am a captain, <laughs> so let's show a little bit of respect here. I've uh, never you. seen you before. Oh, I've never I've... seen you before. Negotiations have gone south. I want to speak to your manager. In my oh. invisibleness, I want to run up and I want to smack him. <laughs> okay. Uh, As she does that, I also have an action. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I wouldn't uh, so Ethel first is going to make an attack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why not? I mean, sure. it's just the two of them, right? With us in this room, right? As far as you can tell. Cool. Yeah, I just have, like, Ethel's been cooped in the back of a cargo thing, and these are bad people. So she's going to run up and swing on them. And okay. then give me a deck. 
That was a nat one. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> so I hate my dice tonight, you guys. The this is the, the Mockpock Bandit um that's looking at um <laughs> Aerith just sees this nothing and feels kind of a whiff and uh and then sees a a sword kind of hit the ground and all of a sudden you know kind of appearing is this giant ostrich holding a great sword in front and uh, ethel looks at him like right in front of it look what out the? it's a it's a it's a bird folk look out the other one the other one uh, draws its crossbow and it says, what the? And then, okay, now, uh, Warbles, you get your turn. So you I get your surprise. Cast, I want to cast Silence on this, which is a radius sphere, which I'm going to <laughs> use to kind of cover a little bit of the radius. Like, maybe five feet of the radius is towards us and the rest would extend into the room. So it might also cover some of whatever's behind them but they okay. no noise will come from them uh okay do they have to roll anything for that or it just happens no it's an effect on the area so it's in that 20 foot radius no sound comes from anybody and nobody can cast a spell that has verbal components but the okay. purpose here is that other people don't hear this inevitably noisy fight okay so you can get them and it'll also cover ethel and it'll you haven't really seen the room because it's there's a door there. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you just know that there's a door and there's something there, but it'll go into the room. You don't know how much of the room it's going to cover, but yeah. All right. So you cast silence. Um, you, you hear the uh, Although, uh, people in that radius are immune to thunder damage. So don't anybody do thunder damage. Okay. So uh, you see the, the mop pocket is like, what the, there's a giant, <laughs> he just starts yelling, but there's no sound coming out of their mouth. I need everybody to roll initiative. Hey, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your Dungeon Master. Um, first of all, if you have not checked it out already, and if you're listening to this, we do have a Discord server. It is a cool community where you can jump on a message board and uh, interact with all of the cast. We regularly post on there. If you have questions about how to DM, if you have uh, you know, questions about the show, about certain characters, if you're trying to build your own character, definitely uh, recommend checking it out. Uh, if you go to our Twitter at Roll Table, the pinned tweet at the very top of our Twitter profile, uh, we'll have a link to our Discord server or check the notes in the podcast notes on Apple Podcasts and that will have a link to that as well. Uh, we also encourage you to check out our Instagram account at Roll Table and also a Twitter at Roll Table. Uh, a lot of the music in, that in that was found in today's episode was provided by Weston, who was not in the episode because uh, he and his wife just had a, a, a beautiful baby girl. Um, so we wish him the best as he's trying to get lots of sleep. And <laughs> um, but uh, the music was provided by Weston's uh, Patreon, which is Make My Anthem. And I definitely recommend you guys check it out. He's doing some amazing stuff and he's doing some really fun TikToks as well. So check out Weston on TikTok um, for some fun D&D content as well. We want to thank you guys again so, so, so much for listening to the podcast. And if you want to support us, the best thing you can do, please leave a rating and review on your podcast service on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is just scroll down a little bit on the main page 
there's a thing that says write a review or leave a rating and it's super easy and we definitely appreciate it. It kind of helps uh, us get listed a little higher in the algorithm. So thank you guys again so, so, so much. Uh, we really appreciate it and we hope you guys are doing well and everybody in your life is um, taking care of themselves as much as possible. We can't wait to get back in touch with each other and play in the same room and i'm sure if you guys are playing DD, you want to do the same thing thank you guys for listening i've talked too long so go out but stay in and make life an adventure so we have initiative order is uh warbles ethel then Aerith, then desdemona then korax and then there's some villains in between there and but you don't know where they are. So even though there was silence, it was enough to rouse the suspicion of something in the room. You don't hear it, but you just see the door open up from behind the two Mopak bandits. She looks out and says, kind of moves her mouth. You don't hear what she says, uh, but you see this, Servin, she's she's wearing a, a full leather armor, studded leather armor. She has on her face kind of a a, a, a bandana that's kind of wrapped around the side of her face um, that's covering up one eye. And there's a couple of daggers and um, a scimitar on her side. And she uh, pulls a rope that is next to her. And you can kind of look up. You as she pulls this rope, you notice on the top of the room, there's a little pulley system and the rope is attached to two crates that are on the side. The crates go up and under the crates, you see this bulbous kind of shimmering iridescent creature. And it is a oozing kind of mass. And there's two of them from under the crates and they have now lost their shape and they uh, start to ooze out uh, towards the tables that are there. And that is her action and her movement. It is now Warble's turn. So to set the stage, you have on the left side, you have these two oozes that are kind of midway in the room. Uh, you have two Mopak bandits and Ethel and uh, Benna Saradin, who you assume that's who it is, um, kind of on the upper right of the room. And there's about 35, 40 feet uh, from the from where you guys are, except for Ethel and kind of where they are. And it's Warble's turn. I say, uh, turn to whoever's next to me and say, like, you know, I used I once learned a trick from an old druid too, and I'm gonna use conjure woodland <laughs> spirit. Oh, oh shit. Conjure <laughs> Woodland Spirit summons a Guardian Spirit, which is a uh, large size, and it appears in the form of a spectral predatory cat. The Guardian Spirit is large and takes the appearance of a spectral predatory cat. Any enemy that moves into or leaves a space adjacent to the Guardian Spirit must make a wisdom saving throw, and I'm going to summon it like right in the doorway, right on top of where the general is right now. So each of them are in attack range. Okay. Large giant spectral cat. They have to make a wisdom saving throw? Yeah, 13. So the general and the two 
So uh, Bena Saradin, the general, failed, and then one of the Mapox failed. Um, and how much damage did they take? All right, for the general, three damage. For the Mopak, two damage. Wow. What else would you like to do? All right, and then I'm going to um, activate my fighter ability and shoot arrows at the closer Mopak to me. First attack, 17. 17 will hit. So 10 damage. And I think that's it. Concluding your turn, uh, it is now one of the Mopok's turns. So it, defending its general, uh, it kind of turns to... It's going to turn to Ethel and make an attack with a short sword. Uh, that's probably going to miss. It rolled a two. Yeah, that's not and a that's hit. That's an eight total. <laughs> So nah. it misses. And then um, Benna says, get the other ones. I can handle this. And then so it's actually going to move and go towards Korax with its movement. So we'll just put it right there. Uh, and then the other Mopak is going to go. And it's going to also make an attack at you, Ethel. Bring it. That's going to be a 15 to hit. I'm afraid that uh, that misses. Okay, that's fine. Yep. All right, so it, um, it will stay where it is because it's going to be faithful to the general. And uh, then it's Ethel's turn. All right, so I've got, man, I've got like a couple of them right on me. I'm going to attack the same one. The one that I hit before, that's the one that's right in front of me, right? Uh, the, the general? Is that who I hit before? Yeah, that's, well, you missed, but yeah. I attempted. <laughs> you attempted to hit. So this one right here. Yeah, we're going to do that again. Okay. Ooh, 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 that's a nat 20. Hey. <laughs> nice. So, oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't crit on, like, a melee attack ever, actually. This is a first for me. So I just am going to roll my damage twice, right? So that's uh, six. I actually have an ability though, because one of those was a two. With my great rep weapon fighting, when I roll a one or a two on a damage die for an attack, I can make, or that I make with a two-handed weapon, I basically get to re-roll it, and I have, to, but I have to use the new roll. Right. So I'm gonna just uh, do that. Okay. That's gonna be a four. So that's gonna be eight damage. And okay. then, do we double that, or do I roll two extra dice? So, so you normally roll those two. For one attack, mm -hmm. yeah. And then you re-roll those. You re-roll those two again. Okay, so that's eight damage plus. Ooh, plus. those are both ones. You no. can re-roll those, right? That's like as many times. I got the player's uh, handbook right here. Get the old uh, PHB out. I mean, P peanut sorry, but oh, I'd really is... love to re-roll both of these ones. <laughs> And I would really like for you not to. So we're gonna look it up. <laughs> oh, this is this is real D and D, guys. Yes. It really is. Half the fighting bot. style, weapon fighting. When you roll a one or a two on a damage die for an attack you make with the melee weapon you are wielding with two hands, you can reroll the die. Must use a new roll. But the weapon must have the two-handed or versatile property for you to gain effect. So it doesn't say there's a limit. So yeah, 
you can reroll any any ones or twos. Okay. But you have to take the second one. That's fine. So eight plus five, so that's gonna be thirteen. And then I'm gonna uh, use my spell slot to do my. Uh, do you have divine... any? Do you have any damage added on to that, like from the? So weapon? divine smite is what I was gonna do. No, I mean like like does your weapon add like a plus two or something or? Nope. Okay. It's slashing damage. That's it. Okay, so Not thirteen plus thirteen smite. plus divine smite. Twenty-two damage. Okay. I see why you guys like these melee classes. Ethel takes her greatsword and slashes across the general. Ah, ah, how dare you! Ah, I forget what her accent was. So I'm just gonna... uh, you, uh, you uh, are not a good person. It's like, uh, and therefore you... I must smite you. How do you know that? You don't know anything about me. Well, <laughs> it's just a general you... feeling. Who are you people? How dare you come in here and just attack us all at once? That, that's your turn? Yes, that is my turn. Okay, Thank now you. it's her turn. Uh, uh -oh. She is no. not terribly happy with that, so she's going to attack you, multi-attack, twice. Uh, she has a big scimitar. That's a 23. Oof. And an 18. Those will both hit. Okay. Are you going to kill another one of my characters here? Uh, I'm just rolling. Okay, so... Five damage and five damage, so ten damage. <laughs> okay. Not that much. <laughs> oh, sorry. Three melee attacks. So she's gonna attack one more time. <laughs> she gets three attacks. Three. But the third attack is three. with the dagger. Uh, that's only a seven, so that will miss. So she goes, sh slashes once, slashes again with the scimitar. It makes purchase both times. Hits you in the side. She's uh, and then she takes out a dagger with her offhand and slashes at you, but because of, the, because of the because of the instant you know hit that she made, uh, you're able to kind of jump out of the way and uh, avoid the dagger, and that is her turn. Uh, next uh, up guys, is that was uh, that was rather painful. I next did up not is Aerith. So there's a table to my to the character's right. Yeah. So those are big, long like uh, banquet tables. Uh, okay. to the left and right of you. Um, and then there's one kind of uh, down the hall or down the uh, uh, meeting hall. Um, it kind of looks like the head table. Uh, yes. they're, they're not adjoined. It's sort of it's sort of like a uh, uh, it's sort of like a couple's you know, it's a couple's table. The, the yeah. table. <laughs> what is they call it? The sweetheart table. Yeah, the sweetheart <laughs> table. Can I just can I also just ask the things that are marked with a green and an orange? What are those? Uh, you're not sure. So Benna okay. pulled a uh, rope on a lever, and it opened up these two crates on oh, okay. That's your right. left side. And these two shifting iridescent uh, large... Uh, actually, they're large as well. Uh, so these large uh, slimes <laughs> uh, kind of... Uh, were boxy at first, and then they sort of kind of uh, gelatinously kind of moved out. And uh, they're just kind of like blah, 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 blah. they haven't really moved yet, but uh, they're they're moving. They're kind of just shifting in place. Gross. And thank you for the clarification. Um, um, if, if you want, you can think about it and see if you you know what those are. Uh, uh that uh, I would. Unless is that going to cost an action? No, no, that's a free action. All right. Uh, yes, please. Uh, roll a um, 
Let's see. Roll a nature check. This is kind of a nature thing. Nature. Uh, nature. Oh boy. Oh, that robbed me of it. Uh, 18 minus 1 is 17. Um, Aerith ponders his nature. <laughs> I look down at my belly button. Aerith, you have traveled in the south part of the Humblewood, and in the mock fields, there's actually quite a bit of um, natural oozes, and you've seen some of the smaller versions of the slimes that have uh, been very uh, caustic uh, slimes and, and uh, smaller slimes. These look like slimes, but they are way bigger than any slimes that you've ever seen. Um, right. And probably a lot right. more dangerous. Sure. All right. Gross. You heard, you heard about one of your, um, when you were in the bandit uh, coalition, you had a friend that stepped in one and their foot um, was uh, disintegrated because of it. Great. Um, so as I climb onto the table on my right, yeah. uh, away from it, uh, away from those things, I just yell, don't touch, don't touch the, don't touch the blobs. And I would like to attack this Mopak uh, that's now in front of me. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 will hit. For uh, six points of damage. Oh, yes. That, uh, exactly. You take it out. So it oh. is, um, it is not unconscious. <laughs> and, ah, it is. How much uh, did you hit it for? Uh, six total. But I think it was already hit. It was already hit previously. Yeah. Just go to You're hit it welcome. twice. Just gonna hit it twice. Aerith jumps up on the table, takes out his scimitar, slices down at the Mopak, the raccoon creature, uh, who is caught off guard because it was engaging with Korax, and, uh, stabs it in a way that it just cannot recover and it falls down uh, bleeding out on the ground alright it is now one of the shifting slimes turn so uh -oh. it is going to let's see, let's see. wait Jeff where are you moving hey hey, hey. <laughs> you can't move away <laughs> Put that back there. you can't move yet alright <laughs> It's a family podcast, okay? Who's family, though? Who's <laughs> family? Hey! Who's hey. hey. family? Oh, Good Don't night, everyone. Title no. of the podcast episode. Like, comment, and subscribe. All right. So the first uh, shifting slime kind of slides over to you. It, it starts to run to the table, and it sort Ooh. of just... It uh, just kind of goes right through it, you know, like it separates and then reforms. Um, and it and as it's moving, like purples and blues and greens and yellows are kind of shimmering off of the, the, the sconce light around the outside. And it's moving towards uh, it's moving towards Desdemona. Desdemona kind of has a chance to see this thing coming uh, towards you. Um, and it is going to make a uh, attack at you. It kind of lashes out with one of its... Uh, a ooze kind of tentacles that sort of comes out from it. Uh, that is a 14 to hit. Misses. Okay. I think that misses you, yeah. Alright, so it kind of lashes out. It's a little slow and you're able to uh, dodge out of the way. Um, then the second slime is going to slunk over towards Warbles. No! That's a 23 to hit. Okay. Uh, you take 10 points of acid damage and you are considered grappled. 
I think. So um, you you guys see Warbles uh, try to get out of the way, but the pseudopod, uh, the um, slime just kind of reaches around this kind of slimy tentacle. His uh, armor starts to sizzle and burn, and Warbles let, lets out a, a warbly kind of screech and, <laughs> and, grab him and sort of uh, wrapping around him, sort of oozing out, almost like venom style. It's like, uh, it, it, it's kind of gross. Okay, Desdemona, it is your turn. Is the uh, is Warbles within the slime? Uh, he's not, or he's like not enveloped in the slime, uh, but um, he's just being like he's just grappled. Okay. you can make you can make a strength check to try to contested with the slime strength uh, to try to get him out if you'd like. It can't be that strong. It's slime. I yeah. better makes that all the time. If you um, want, if you want, Jeff, I'll I'll let you. As a free action, think about uh, if you want to make a check to see if you know how strong these things are. Uh, I'll, sure. Uh, so make a uh, nature check. Nay. <laughs> Two. Boy, it sure looks gross. <laughs> so much inside. And sticky. It's, it's sticky and gross. gross. Nature okay. is outside. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to start with a bonus action to cast Shield of Faith. I'm going to tap my hand on the back of Warbles and okay. I'll, I'll um, give him a plus two bonus AC for the duration, which is up to ten minutes. Alright, so you touch you basically touch his head, which is not enveloped yet. You're like, good luck friend! <laughs> good luck! <laughs> it's like, Best oh, of luck, cheerio! AC edition! That's Shield of Faith! Better. And then uh, I will cast uh, Hand of Radiance. I will, again, grab my um, badge, which I made myself, and I will hold it up, and uh, it will cast <laughs> Radiant Light Energy. And I can, each creature of my choice within five feet, are both of the slimes within five feet? Um, uh, yes. All right, then I will um, attack both of them say back foul slimes illegal use of controlled substances and uh, they have to make a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 damage okay con save con save uh, one of them rolled a 2 plus 5 is 7 the other one rolled uh, 16 what was your uh, DC? 16 saves I rolled a 1 so it takes 1 damage this one seems fine okay I'm not going to do that again Desdemona uh, puts her hand in the air and this kind of shining, shimmering, radiant light uh, spears out. Uh, it, it seems to uh, pierce into one of them, causing a ripple in this kind of iridescent shimmery. It's almost beautiful if it wasn't terrifying. Uh, it seems to hit one of them. The other one sort of um, just absorbs into it with no effect. Um, it didn't, you know, okay. That's your turn? That's my turn. All right. Nice. From from behind the captain, uh -oh. you see the door open. That's not good. And someone that you have, uh, and, and actually the only person that really sees this is Ethel, and a Vulpin female, the one that got away oh, from you no. earlier, Frey Meridian, comes out and says, what's wrong then, love? You got some problems. And she uh, uh, kind of says this to Benna, and Benna says, 
Stay back. These these foul creatures. I I, I have to get rid of them. They're, they're from... Uh, guys, it is that uh, woman from earlier. Free Meridian. No, I know these people. They tried to capture me. I will, I will get them. And she runs out. And uh, seeing the first person that's right there is... And gets is, hit by a cat. Is Hankel. <laughs> so she'll get hit by a cat. Um, so do I have to roll that or... Wisdom save. A wisdom save, that's right. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, she rolled a seven. Oh, <laughs> D6 damage. Coming up. Mm. Six damage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. she really got hit by that cat. Meow. It's okay. It's okay. It's all part of it. It's all part of the magic, guys. It's not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> Who's laughing? Probably my wife. Can you tell her it's not that funny, please? <laughs> She's on her own call right now. She's been on phone calls for work all day. She's probably delirious from having to talk to people so much. Hey, I get that. Makes a lot of sense. That's how I am by the end of the day. I just talked to uh, a five-year-old and a puppy all day, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like What's normal. The... Yeah. So she takes <laughs> six damage and, ah, uh, f what, what the heck? What is this cat doing here? <laughs> and she, and uh, she turns kidding. and she is going to make two scimitar attacks at Ethel. Uh, first one is a 17 Thanks. to hit. That'll hit. Okay. And a 19 to hit. Those will both hit. Okay. So that's 12 damage total, slashing damage. Okay. So Ethel is like, oh, guys, um, not feeling so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so that is Frey's turn. Um, and then Korax, you are up now. You have a dead Mopak in front of you. So he poses no threat, but um, she? well, he's unconscious. Uh, but then. Your friend Ethel is up there surrounded by some enemies uh, and also a giant cat. <laughs> remind, remind me, kitty-wise, does does the cat attack friendlies? No. And I'm going to attack her. Frey? Okay. Yep. So I'm going to uh, I'll attack with my sword, my sword, my short sword. Sword sword. Sword sword. <laughs> I'm going to attack my sword short. I can say Hey, boys, words. you want me to get out my sword short? Take nah, this boy you. out for you. <laughs> and that's going to apparently miss because I got a nine. Great. That will miss. And then uh, I'll roll another. She, she parries it away. <laughs> and then I'll attack with my dagger. 23. Oh. Um, it's not do anything. <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> oh, here. Let's see how much damage I get out of it. Poke, 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 poke. Three. Poke. Hey, that's not bad. Three damage. Okay. She ducks my sword. Nice. Kind of stab her in the back. Um, it just ah, it kind of slashes her. It, the, the 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 dagger doesn't stay, um, but uh, it just kind of goes right in, and, and, and it and it goes out uh, of her leather armor. End turn. All right. So top of the round uh, is Warbles is up. I think we probably technically missed some cat attacks, but if you want to just do those on my turn, then Wisdom save for the general and the Mopak. So they will roll another con save. Uh, the, the first one rolled an eight. Fifteen DC. Yeah. Uh, Benna rolled a nine, and would it hit Frey? Yeah, but we rolled for her when she came out, so we don't. 
Well, actually, this is a new round, so yeah. A new round. And she rolled a five, so all of them take damage. So first one is a two, second one was a six, third one is a one. So I just imagine this giant cat is kind of like walking around and, you know, when a, a cat's really defensive and it's kind of poofy and it just goes, whap, 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 <laughs> kind of like whaps its <laughs> paw and smacks yeah. at everybody and, it, you know, just doesn't like it. And all these people are like, ah, giant cat. <laughs> so that's that's the, the giant's... Um, Guardian Cat's turn. Um, now it's your turn. All right. This may be slightly unwise. I should probably just try to get away, but I'm going to shock and grasp the slime that's on me. Okay. Shocking grasp against the shifting slime. That's a 14 spell attack. 14 will hit. So it's still holding you, but it's going to take damage. So go ahead and roll damage. Seven lightning damage, and it cannot take reactions this turn. Okay. Um, I will also, as a bonus action, cast oh. healing word. Healing word on Ethel. What is yeah. your healing word? Like, what is the actual word? Warbles. <laughs> Music is magic. Are you like? Are you like? Are you like? Like? Warbles. Like... <laughs> magic orb. Warbles cast Healing Word on Ethel. Um, also, when you cast Shocking Grasp, which mm -hmm. is lightning damage, yes. uh, the shifting slime all of a sudden turns a vibrant yellow. <laughs> Did you self-electrocute? Like, because If it's water-based, it probably conducts electricity and you probably electrocute yourself. I'm fine. He's fine. It just turns yellow. It mm -hmm. is now yellow. It's a non-conductive gel. This is confirming. This makes me think of pee concerning so it, it so changes how it much changes did that yellow. healing word though seven seven oh that's nice after warbles um is one of the is the surviving mapok bandit um it's going not liking the cat it's going to uh move over to the other side kind of leaping off of the table it's very nimble and it's going to um attack Korax. Ethel, you would get an attack of opportunity against it. Dope, I wanna do it. Let me hit it. Let me hit it. <laughs> okay, you can hit it. <laughs> um that's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty, alright, that hits. Seven damage. Seven. Alright. Still alive. <laughs> alright. Um, it makes it over there, but takes a hit along the way. It's kind of limping, and it's going to attack uh, Korax. That's an 18 to hit. 18, yes, that hits. Okay. You take seven slashing damage from its short swords, kind of slashing at your robes and Ow. a bit of your arm, um, and it is still alive. All right, Ethel, it's back to you. It's your turn. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to slash at the... Uh, so now the the guy the the mate what was it the Mac Mapok Mapok he ran by me. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna smack at the deer chick some more. Okay. That's a 19 plus five is gonna be a 24 to hit. Man, this dice is being good to me tonight. Okay. I assume that hits. 24 will hit. Okay. That's gonna be eight damage. She uh, 
winces at the impact and is not too happy about that. All right. And now it's her turn. Once again, she is going to make three attacks at you. First two are with the scimitar and the third is with the dagger. That's an 11. That's going to miss a 19. That's going to hit. Okay. Uh, That is going to be six points of piercing damage. Flashing damage. And then uh, the dagger is going to hit with 22. Yeah. And that's going to be five points of damage. (gasps) Okay. I'm like standing, but I'm wobbling and I'm like looking like I'm about to go down. Like, all right, wobbling. This is uh, not good, you guys. Uh, she is going to and then use her movement. Uh, let's see, she actually has a 30 foot leap ability. Mm, what? So she's well, she's a deer and she's gonna leap. Boom, it has to be into a car window. He's actually going to leap over uh, several of you, over Frey, and onto one of the um, banquet tables, kind of landing like almost, you know, superhero style. It's just like a three point landing. Point landing away and kind of turning around and kind of looking back, Black Widow style, kind of gritted teeth. Right about that point, um, we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. The recording computer that was recording the stream paused up, and we didn't actually see the notice until a little bit later. So we lost a few turns of combat, and here's a brief summary from what I remember from what happened. So Frey Meridian was able to successfully knock out... um, Ethel, who is the ostrich, played by Jen, and she was knocked unconscious, fell to the ground. Um, the One of the oozes uh, continued to cause damage to Zack's character, Warbles, and several other people moved around. I believe they took out the additional Mopak bandit, um, so he was knocked unconscious, and uh, some of the other attacks happened i think the ooze was hit by jeff's character desdemona and that's about it so what's going to happen is we're going to pick things up with warbles's turn at the top of the next round Um, jen's character is unconscious on the ground and things have been very tense uh, after just a few seconds of combat so we apologize for the loss of a few minutes of playtime which equates to about six seconds of combat but um, we're going to pick things up at the top of the round uh, warbles has cast thunder wave uh, while he is being restrained by the shifting slime and uh, it causes um, quite a bit of damage and knock a bunch of the tables away in the surrounding area and that's kind of right where we're going to pick things up right in the middle of me describing what is happening because of the thunder wave And 
both of them get pushed back. All of the tables and uh, some of the plates and serving platters that were on the banquet tables uh, get knocked over and you see like utensils and everything just it's almost like just this whole kitchen exploded. Um, the serving dining room. Uh, Benna jumps off of the table. She she has enough dexterity to kind of like land on her two feet, but she lands on uh, another seat that's kind of in the back uh, corner. And then Frey also gets hit by this thunder wave, uh, but she is knocked prone. She kind of bounces off the wall and knocks, uh, lands on her back. Um, so she is currently prone. Uh, that is Warble's turn. Nice turn. I'll also give Bardic Inspiration to... I want to check to see if it's usable on death saves, but that'll take time. So I'll just give Bardic as inspiration to Desdemona. So you can add a D6 to something. I don't believe you can give Bardic inspiration to somebody who's unconscious. Please don't well, die. Won't be Desdemona have a D6 to roll. All right. Desdemona has Bardic inspiration. Don't forget. Uh, Ethel, make a death save, please. Mm-hmm. 14. 14 is a success. So you have one success. Yay! Woo! Uh, all right. It is Benna's turn. Uh, Benna is going to go up to... Uh, she's going to kind of leap off of the throne that she landed on. She's going to run up to Aerith. And she is going to say, Wait, you look familiar. Uh, do you have a sister? Yes, I do. And I'm here to get her back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you better stop Just everyone stop what you're doing if you make if you cause any more damage to me if you kill me or you kill Frey over there then you're not going to get this one's sister back so I suggest that you stop can we huddle up and discuss that can we leave if- just like We'll just hop out of the slime here and we'll just uh we'll just uh, run over the options that is her turn she's hey, not going to, she's uh, not going to attack she is just going to stand there looking at Aerith kind of very intently in the face she she's kind of holding her uh scimitar strongly she's kind of holding her action waiting for your response so she's holding a turn but uh, she's not going to attack kind of based on what you say so now it's Aerith's turn uh, point of order, when the green slime, the green dot slime was pushed back, did it get into range of the giant cat? Oh my gosh, with the giant cat. <laughs> I checked, it's within five feet. Oh, of the face? It's like 15 feet away. I don't know how cats work. Well, oh, actually, it is <laughs> It is a large creature, so yes. Uh, yes, it is. Kill it. Um, so... <laughs> it's, safe. That's a... One minus two, so it's a negative one. Ooh. It's not very wise. <laughs> or it rolls over and it's the most wise possible. It's a slime. Four damage. Um, all right. So this cat sees this kind of, you know, s- shifting slime kind of moving around. The cat turns and goes, whap! <laughs> Just kind of sl- smacks some <laughs> slime off of it and it kind of blobs on the floor. All right. Uh, now it is Aerith's turn. Uh, I look at everybody, kind of look around the room, and I look at her, and I say, it's a real honor to meet you, General. And I lay down my scimitar in front of her, and I just have my hands up like that as I come back up. I can't say it's an honor to meet you. I 
Seems like you, you are the prickle pants that left. We thought you were dead. Uh, I thought I was dead too, yeah. Technically, you all left me and uh, didn't bother to take me, so I left. Uh, hey, if we're going to stop to talk, can I get out of this slime? <laughs> we'll get to you in a minute. All right. The slimes uh, do not follow my command. They are of, of their own free will. Cool, cool, cool. Anyone of the Bandit here, Coalition man. are of their own free will. We captured them, and oh, they are great. defensive mechanisms. So you got yourselves into this. You can get yourselves out of it. But I am talking to this one because it, because I believe that you came back for a reason. You came back to get your sister. Am I right? Correct. Yeah. Can't can't leave home without her. Can't leave a uh, uh, place I'm escaping from without her either. <sighs> So what's it going to be? The rest are you going to throw down or are you going to put down your weapons? Well, as previously discussed, I'm just going to hang out over here. <laughs> Corax is not going to put down his weapons, but I won't attack. But if anyone attacks, he is going to cut someone. Uh, let's see. Desdemona is going to look at Aerith and just be like, is this for real? It's for real. Uh, uh... Desdemona puts her mace down. I just sort of like pull them away from pointing at the prone fox. At Frey? Yeah. So I'm not putting them down, but they're not pointed at anyone. Frey We're makes like... a hesitant look at uh, Benna next to her. And Benna kind of gives this kind of like ease down, hold back, don't do anything, command. And Frey puts down her uh, scimitar. Benna, General, do you mind if we help our downed friend? Yes. Go ahead. Thank you. Can you do I'll me a favor and get rid of medicine. that cat over there? <laughs> Wobbles? All right. Release I'll the tell cat. you what. Um, let You, uh, Pricklepants, uh, come over here with me. And, and she kind of nudges you, or she kind of motions you over to where Warbles is being held by this big slime. And uh, right. and and with the two of you, you're able to pull warbles out of the sh of the slime's uh, hold. Ah, there you go. You all right? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I know they're gross. Are you missing? Are you missing any I limbs? Really... No, I think I'm good. I'm kind of sizzly all over everywhere. And uh, then I'll I'll. Lose concentration on the cat and disappears. Okay. Uh, ben Benna kind of gives a look to Frey, and um, Frey goes over to. She kind of timidly, you know, carefully walks over to um, where that other rope was, and behind it is a little box, and she opens up the box, uh, blows a whistle, which none of you can hear, um, and then the slimes kind of kind of do like this sort of. Uh, polyhedron kind of like spiking kind of uh, blah, blah, you know kind of bzz, bzz, bzz. have you ever seen um, Flight of the Navigator when it like <laughs> kind of goes into different shapes you know the ship thing uh, so they kind of uh, ease back into where the crates were and then she pulls another rope and the crates go back down on top and then so they are 
hidden. But, I'll heal uh, if I can go out of turn. Go ahead and go ahead and roll your hit points. Seven. Seven. Ooh boy, that was uh, that was uh, not good. Hey, that welcome was... back. Oh, You're all right. They're, they're still here. Are we did we did we win? We're in a bit of an impasse right now. So Benna walks over to her chair. I'm just going to say for the sake of time, um, all the rest of you kind of line up on the other side of the table. Frey kind of stands next to her. And she goes over to Benna. And she kind of, you know, looks at her and says, Are you okay? Do you, do you need healing? I, I, can, I can grab something from the other room. And Benna says, No, no. It's all right. Calm yourself. It's fine. I'm, I'll be fine. They're not going to do anything else. I believe we can. I believe we can negotiate. So, you snuck in here. You attacked my men. No doubt, probably killing some of them. Well, I, I mean, you killed those two over there. It's quite unfortunate. It has to come to this, but. I'm imagining that the council sent you, probably what, for my for my head? They want me dead? They want to stop the coalition? Desdemona casts a zone of truth. Okay. <laughs> what what do they have to roll? So we're currently Charisma. Done Charisma. Okay. But it's like everybody within a certain distance. Are we in that spread? It's, it's, I think it's everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 foot radius. Yeah, so that's everybody. So everybody roll a charisma save. Nat 20. <laughs> oh, good job. Okay. I can lie. You can choose to tell the truth or you can choose to I lie. got a three. <laughs> cool. Uh, Frey rolled a 15, but, but Benna rolled a seven. That would fail. Yeah. I rolled a 16. 16 succeeds. Um, does 15 succeed? Succeeds. Does, okay. does three? Uh, no. <laughs> no. General, I'm I'm here, and I believe you can you can relate to this and be sympathetic to this, but I would be willing to do anything for my family. Um, these folks were kind enough to help me. And they do have an agenda of bringing back something that proves you dead. Um, I don't want to have to be the one to kill you. I can't speak for all of them, though. Well, that doesn't hold very good for me, does it? I mean, I can't very well let you kill me. Remind me of what they said uh, we could bring back. I swear there was a thing. It was the the sword, sword, wasn't it? Her sword. Yeah. And, well, and, uh, just, and she's you could just give this, us the sword. He's holding this this runic uh, kind of uh, gold sword with a um, a silver blade. Um, it's it's a beautiful sword. Um, it's got this kind of like owl hilt on it on the very end. Uh, and she says, "My sword. They want my sword. No, they want you. And you can come with us alive. We'll take you in. You'll get a fair trial and processed." To the order of the law. I mean, I want the sword. The sword would be nice. It's cool. I sword. just want people to not get hurt. And uh, it sounds like the things that you're doing, you're, you're taking from people and hurting people. 
Well, listen, I, I don't know how much you all know about the Bandit Coalition. I mean, we um, we're taking, we're, we're defending ourselves because we feel that the Perch Guard is not doing what it's supposed to do. It, it's it's giving up. It's letting the humble folk fend for themselves as the birds live up in the trees and, and away. And, and while the fires are consuming all of the forests and and they're not protecting, they're not doing their parts. So we're fighting back. If How the dare you? The Perch Guard are the number one, best, super awesome, most aggressive, and righteously serving protection force in the whole realms. This Hashtag is ridiculous. Perch Guard lives matter. You, you made an application for them, didn't you? <laughs> of course I did. And you Desimona, yeah, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for you, Desimona, but Ben is right. I mean, we... They do tend to neglect us. Oh, you're, you're criminals. You're outlaws, bandits. I mean, I've been a bandit myself. They accept it. If you turn over a new leaf, they've let me go about my business. Yes, we will accept even bird folk as well as humble folk that are not happy with the way that things are being trusted. I mean, the, the, the council... You pay well? We pay what we can. But people do this because it has to be done, because it is the right thing to do. I don't suppose there's a way that you could make your point without hurting people. We don't want to hurt people. You have to understand that. Well, neither do we, but people well, are getting hurt. It seems to happen sometimes when, when there's bellies to feed, or when we have to take back some of the resources that are needed when we have to when we have to rescue people that have been taken and she puts her uh hand on on Frey's shoulder Frey kind of puts her hand over it um it's connection there roll an inside check okay 12 12 um there uh, Benna at least is not able to hide anything she is showing genuine affection of some kind um you know towards Frey. i mean are you right, well, trying listen. to tell me that these are the good guys there's no good or bad guys guys that's that's the reality of the world that you but, but you don't where? see okay, look pickle pan you don't all you, see we, up in you, bird folk you, we could have had that talk outside before I got swallowed by a slime, okay? <laughs> so do you want your sister or not? Maybe I almost died. Yes, please. Yeah. I thought your sister was held captive. Did I misunderstand? Uh, she is not being held captive. She is being held uh, in, in a in a quarters. She's not in, she's not in our brig, our prison. Um, so if you allow Frey to go get her, I will uh, bring her back into this meeting room and you can see her. Was she allowed to leave prior to this? We... General, she, uh, she wasn't allowed can you to give leave. us your word that Frey will not bring us any harm if we if you allow her to go and bring back Prickle Pants' Prickle Sister? <laughs> She looks at Frey, and Frey's like kind of giving her a look, and she says she nods her head and, and kind of shakes her head no, and she says, I give you my word. And I don't know if 
what what that takes but um i will make sure it's in this same building uh you probably didn't see it it's hidden quite well well it's worth um, more if it's in the zone of truth so i'm fine with that you all fine well i'm still concerned about the fact that we're saying that they're not a cap that she's not a captive but she was not able to go early well she wasn't able to leave because we really wanted her help your sister is quite powerful with magic you have to know that yes she is and we thought that she could train some of our other, um, you know, some of the other bandit coalitions that have some magic affinity to, to be able to defend you know, themselves, to be able to stop the fires. Consent is uh, pretty cut and dry. If uh, somebody says no or I do not want to be here, then uh, you do not have their consent, and therefore you are not good people. Well, but Austin also, a good point. when we are desperate, when people are dying and when there are fires you know let's be honest i mean your sister and you joined from your own free will you only wanted to leave when she only wanted to leave when she couldn't find you and we said no you have to stay because you made a commitment and look it's it's i know it's hard to understand and you all being bird folk yourself but I don't hold that against you. I mean, listen, I, I don't know what I can do to convince you that, I mean, I'm not trying to say we're good, bad. We're not good people. I mean, you know, we, we've done terrible things to survive. We've, we've tried to, we've tried to take care of our own. And, but if we, if you, if you just expected the bandit coalition to give up and, and expect the bird folk to protect everyone, including us, you, they're not going to do it. They're, they're, they're only going to care about themselves. And if you can promise me otherwise in this truth zone that you put up, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that, you're, that they're going to protect. You tell me right now that they're going to protect all of the humble folk that are in the roots of that Alderwood tree. I promise. I believe wholeheartedly in the Perch Watch. There's no way they will let you down. It's a law. They have to protect all citizens. Mm. All laws must be followed. It sounds like maybe we need to just have an open dialogue and conversation and uh, voice these claims and these these complaints in a rational and uh, and uh, empathetic manner. Why don't we go get his sister? Yeah, why don't... Uh, you know what? Why don't we just send one of us to go grab her? And then that way you can stay here and uh, it'll all be hokey pokey. Warbles, make a charisma check. There we go. Just charisma, persuasion, performance, anything? Persuasion. Check. Persuasion. What's up? I'm a bard. 18. About five years ago, I was, I was a mother. And we lived we lived outside of um, the Ashboro. We lived outside of the Ashboro. What are you doing? I'm a bard. Sorry, it's hard. It sounded very heartfelt. I just want to. I could just like kind of plunk along if that's okay. I'd, ra I'd rather you didn't. Okay, I gotcha. I'll just write it down. Um, the the fires. That started from the that started from the grove. They they took over 
we asked the perch guard for help. We we sent emissaries. We we sent people to stop. Nobody came. The fires got worse. We couldn't leave. My husband. He uh, he didn't make it, and um, my two children. They weren't able to get out in time when the house fell. It, uh, I, I was knocked unconscious and someone saved me, but they weren't able to save the children. So who saved you? She looks over at Frey. Someone I'd never met before who told me about uh, the uh, bandit coalition and um, what they stood for and what they were planning on doing to, to do the things that needed to be done to survive that made sure that we would protect ourselves. The humble folk would protect themselves and not rely on these perch guard. We placed our faith in the wrong police so to speak i lost my family anyway and i and i vowed from that day to not let it happen again to any other family so what's your plan to take over how do you win we right now we're just trying to get by but we eventually we want to move out of the humblewood and that we know that there are humble folk that live in the Alderwood that we want to extricate and we want to go north into another realm. What if we uh, helped you do that under the condition that you don't steal from anybody else or hurt anyone else? Except when necessary. We're only stealing and hurting to survive right now. It's hard to get rations people don't want to deal with us so we have to do it under the guard if you can promise if if my family if... has a farm we are brewers so we also make really good beer but we have land and crops and i would be happy to share whatever i can with your people and help you possibly relocate to somewhere else where mm -hmm. maybe supplies are a little less scarce well that's very kind of you uh Ethel, make a um, persuasion check. Oh, my. Well, that's a six, but... That's an 11. 11, okay. She says, it's very kind of you, but um, we have many forces spread across the wood, and I don't believe that one farm would be able to sustain everyone. Now, in order for us to stop all of our um, activity uh, against uh, the Perch Guard and um, the avian forces, as it were, uh, we would have to have assurance from the Birdfolk Council, from the Alderwood Council, that no action would be taken against us as we send an invitation out to all the humble folk in the Alderwood if they want to come with us. If they don't, that's fine. They can stay there. 
You're offering to take all of the humble folk out. Out of Humblewood. <laughs> General, I don't think I don't think there's any better spokesperson to do it in front of the council than you. Uh, Aerith, uh, make a make a persuasion check. Nice. We'll be there to back you up. In with with advantage, I'm saying everybody is everybody is on this, so you can except, make a persuasion check with advantage. <laughs> Desdemona's like no. With advantage, that's good. That's good. That's better. Uh, it's only plus one, so thirteen. <laughs> What do you think? And she looks at Desdemona. She says, I know that you know the perch guard. I know that you probably don't like me. <laughs> do you think I should go before the council? Desdemona, I need you to make a persuasion check. This is essentially a skill challenge to see if you can convince Benna if it's safe to go before the Alderwood Council to make her case. 10. Would have been a natural 20, but I got exhausted on the right up here. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. You break the law, you have to answer for those crimes. That's how it works. Des, I feel like the... feel like maybe the law is missing the point here this might be your opportunity to improve the perch guard by helping them see a slightly wider lens than they've seen before they're just missing the big picture and you could help them see better if their punishment desdemona if their punishment isn't jail but if the council agrees that their punishment is banishment that's what they want wouldn't that be a good thing for everybody and, well, it's guess... by the, and it's by the law, Desdemona. That's pretty lawful sound, uh, sounding to me. Well, if that's what the council wants, then I guess that's that's what the perch guard will enforce. But uh, I can just say what is here today, what the laws are now. We uh, can guarantee you that we will get you there safely and that we will vouch for you, but we can't speak for the council. We can't speak for the perch guard. If they choose to take matters into their own hands, what are we to do? Everybody make a perception check. Perception. And those of you who still have disadvantage from the climb, don't forget you have disadvantage. From Miley Cyrus's The Climb. It's the climb. <laughs> um, Five. Well, that's a one. Okay. Perception. One. Perception. 14. 10. 20. 21. 21. Okay. Uh, Warbles hears a creak of wood and turns his head and he sees a mop hawk uh, standing in the back. Um, kind of the, the shifting silence gets the rest of you. you. You notice he's turning his head. The rest of you turn around. Um, the Mopak kind of stands ready to run, and you know that these guys can move. Um, Benna says, wait, I need you to do something for me. Korax has a dagger, like, ready to throw. Wait, wait. Soldier, I need you to go and get 
the girl that's in the barracks, the East Barracks, um, the hedge magic user. Uh, I need you to bring her to me in here. Can you do that for me? And he nods and he walks away. He didn't so? talk because that costs more money if the actors uh, have a voice <laughs> role. There, there, it's an extra. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll be right back. Bye. Oh, oh, man. Uh, and now his lines are gonna get cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the voice of Benna is also voicing the Mopox as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's actually the same. So Benna says, "Well, your sister will be here in a minute. I'll tell you what. If you can get me there safe, I will release your sister from her unfortunate Contain- containment." Mm-hmm. We uh, have kidnapping. not caused any harm to her. I just want you to know that she's completely unharmed. She's been well fed. She has not been treated unfairly in any way. Well, I thank you for that, General. Of course, she's she might not be, you know, cooperative with what we're asking her to do, but we we still consider her family, and you can know that family can be difficult. So, I'll tell you what I. I will go with you to the Alderwood Council. But on one condition. I'm not under arrest. And I will be allowed to leave freely if they do not comply with my demands. I want to be able to go and I will leave and be exiled and not come back to Humblewood. It's fine with me. I'll I'll, e- I'll even stop the guards if they try to arrest you when we get there. I'll give you some cover so you can scamper. I will support this decision as well. Des? Des Demona, <laughs> listen, I understand you have an unwavering moral compass, and that is what I really respect about you, but, but we are in a situation where we have to do what will do the most good for the most people. The needs of the many. Something. <laughs> something, something, something. Well, something, put it something. Put, let this criminal go. Well, put it this way, Desdemona. You've been you've been following the letter of the law all these years, and they've not let you onto put onto the perch uh, the perch uh, guard, uh-huh. right? Yeah, all this time, um, you've been doing everything supposedly by the book, right? Well, if you do this one thing, it's kind of like you're thinking out of the box. You're doing one thing different. Maybe this is the one different thing that you can do to get on the perch guard finally maybe they're uh, looking for some initiative leadership potential role initiative <laughs> yeah you take this role of this leader and you show this initiative it's a great idea an initiative role yeah 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 Desdemona, i just think that this is the best choice that we can make for the most amount of people and isn't that what the law is there for you said it yourself uh, Desdemona. supposed to help the most people all the time. Aren't the humble folk people? Do we not bleed? I mean, we're all humanoid. <laughs> all of us. What's a, what's a human? <laughs> You've got fingers on your feathers, just like I've got fingers on my hooves. I mean, we've all got it's really hooves. weird. <laughs> At that moment, uh, you hear a voice in the back of the room. Aerith? I I run I turn and I I see Roxy. There is a strong family resemblance. <laughs> yeah, Eric, what are you doing here? I, I thought, can't. I thought I you came, were dead. Nope, came to get you. 
Can't keep me down very long. And then she she kind of punches your shoulder and she says, Don't you ever die on me again, you stupid brother. Ow. And she kind of puts a finger at you and zaps you. She does a little <laughs> a little uh cantrip like <laughs> promise, promise, got it, got it. She said dead. Ari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are these people? Who are you with? Are, oh, are, are you are you hurting the general? Or did you fight her? No, I mean we sort of did. Yes, yeah. I killed a couple people. Well, it's not important. We'll talk about it later. What? Don't open that box over there. <laughs> yeah, those boxes are weird. Remember those things by the by the river? Remember the little uh, oozy things? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, the slimes. Some... I've seen yeah. them. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah, there's big ones in that. You fought those? Yeah. Oh, those those are deadly. I know, I know. We yeah. killed one of them. Those Dead. things are huge. They they, yeah. they they'll get you, and they change color depending on what kind of magic damage they do. You teach no. them. Oh, I know, I know. That's that's what was happening there. Not me, not me. I killed one of them. Look, if you hit it, it with a, with the fire damage, it's it's resistant to fire damage for an hour. Oh, would have been helpful to know. So, are we going to do this? I go with you. But I'll tell you what, my I'm going alone. All of my people here, if I don't make it back in two days, then Frey is going to take all of these people here and head north. Smart. No, you think that is uh, acceptable? But if I am able to come back, I want to come back with supplies. I want to come back with some of the people. Um, that that I will be able to talk to um, at the older wood. I want to make my case to any of the humble wood that would be able to listen. That's what I'd like to do. We'll get you. We'll get you to the council safely, and then we'll get you back, General. Des, your feathers are sticking up all funny. We doing this or what? Or are we just going to stand here and talk the whole time? We can't right. arrest them. We're inside her fortress. Uh, Too late for that. What are you going to do? Uh... <laughs> pace a little bit if you need to she does she paces like back and forth with her really long legs like, <laughs> i mean technically you're kind of outside your jurisdiction oh there it is <laughs> why do you look like mick jagger it's only two steps but it's all the way across the room it's crazy Des, if you want, we could knock you out and tie you up so it seems like you were along for this uh, this idea. Maybe that's so what we like should you do. Tear, wise and all-powerful lord of order. <laughs> yeah. Wise and all-powerful lord. Hear my lord. praise. Hear, hear my prayers. Praise. Hear praise to you and hear my prayers. <laughs> How do I serve you, Tear? Are you talking to... The Lord, dear, T-Y-R. Uh, you hear this kind of inner voice speak to you, and it says, Aren't all of our creatures in this world meant to be given a chance? Let this one go, my child. Let your misconceptions open up new possibilities very well as thou commands 
We'll take you to the Elder Council. Also, on your resume, you might want to... Uh, Should I not make it? It's too small to read, so... Eight points is too small? It's very small. I mean, I'm, I'm up here in, in the pantheon of the gods. Right, so I you can't can see it. With my divine sight. So. You're very far away. <laughs> um, I can see all kind of things. Okay. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then it kind of nods at you and says, thank you for giving me a chance. And uh, she starts walking out with you. Um, you guys, as well as uh, Roxy, Aerith's sister, uh, make your way out of the camp. As you make your way out, you see other people start to see uh, Benna with all these random strangers, and they they pull their swords. But then she kind of gives them a, an all clear, and I'm going to be walking out with them, and they all kind of look confused. and And she kind of says like, "No, no, this is this is the beginning of something that will change, one way or another. This is going to change uh, the Bandit Coalition uh, for the better. I hope." So you guys make your way to the Alder Alderwood Council. It takes about a day's journey, and and um, and you're able to allow Benna Saradin, the head of the Bandit Coalition, make her case to the Alderwood Council, um, and your mission is complete and has kind of taken a different tone than you thought it was going to take. But is you're able to safely enact some change, hopefully for the better for the bandits as well as for. Uh, the bird folk. And that's what we're going to call our one shot. Three cheers for David for playing with us. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. Huzzah. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you for letting me play with you all. Thanks for staying up so late. We're so glad you're able to join us. Yeah. So, so much fun. During this, this uh, weird quarantine time that we're not able to get together, but it's allowed us to try to get together in, yeah. in different ways that we weren't able to do before so what a weird again. time what a weird time we we live in huh what a weird yeah. time it is really really so fun. playing dnd with birds yeah, yeah. birds and what's and porcupines birds and birds birds what's and dragons birds what's with these birds <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening and uh hopefully we will uh be able to revisit Humblewood at some point but we want to thank you guys stay safe if you're listening to this if we're still on quarantine lockdown uh, everybody stay safe and uh, we will see you next time and don't forget to go out and make life stay in and make adventure. stay in and still make life an adventure <laughs> in your mind yeah social distance while you make life an adventure yes yes <laughs>
in the mail. You're gonna, in like a week, you're gonna get like this shriveled little moldy, yeah. like yeah. tiny <laughs> wiener. It looks like a rotted finger. Vacuum yeah. seal that. 